Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inside the System, a podcast created by the executive members of the Criminology Student Association at Simon Fraser University. The goal of the Inside the System podcast is to educate people on the criminal justice system, career-wise, while exposing the criminal justice system shortcomings and realities. To do so, we will be connecting with individuals who have worked in the criminal justice system to share their stories and experiences. Today, we are recording our first episode, in which we will be discussing the question, why criminology? We are joined by four individuals who have a wide array of diverse experiences in the field of criminology. We are interested in understanding why they chose to study criminology. Before we begin, I would like to introduce myself and my teammate, your coordinators for today's episode. My name is Alex, my pronouns are she, her, and I am a criminology student at SFU and a member of the Criminology Student Association. My name is Laura, my pronouns are also she, her, and I am as well a criminology student at Simon Fraser and a member of the Criminology Student Association. So now I would also like to acknowledge that Simon Fraser University, where the filming of this podcast is taking place, is located on the unceded traditional Coast Salish lands, including the Tsleil-Waututh, Coquitlam, Squamish, and Musqueam nations. So now with all of that said, let's meet our guests for today. I would like to give each of them a chance to introduce themselves. Hello, I'm Taylor Dubay-Mather, and um, I'm in my second year of the MA program here at SFU's uh, School of Criminology. Thank you for having me. Hello, my name is Asia Clark, and I am in my fifth year of my undergraduate studies. I am majoring in criminology and also completing a certificate in legal studies, and I'm really excited to talk with you all today. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Ryan Sandrin. I'm a PhD student in the School of Criminology as well. I'm a business analyst with e Ecom 911, which is a uh, local provincial dispatch center. Super excited to be chatting with everybody today. Thanks for having me. My name is Charlotte Taylor Bear, and I'm in my fourth year of my undergraduate degree doing a double major in criminology and archaeology, honors in criminology, and certificates in forensic science, liberal arts, and general criminology. All right, so thank you all for those wonderful introductions. So I would like to ask you guys all a first question, which is what inspired you to pursue a criminology degree? Should we just shout it out? <laughs> um, okay, well, I mean, in terms of current, for me, um, this is, oh, this is a, a long time coming now. And, I've been in criminology for what feels like forever, but I think coming out of high school, I was trying to figure out, you know, the sort of consensus was uh, to go to college or university. Um, and so for me, I was trying to figure out something that I, I enjoyed. Um, I think that was my primary goal. Um, and so when I was sitting down to try and think about that, you know, it's, uh, uh, I kept coming back to criminology. Obviously, we're, we're well aware of the concept of the sensationalization of, of crime, but, uh, you know, television shows, uh, which might date some of you, things like Criminal Minds and uh, America's Most Wanted, um, that's still around. And and uh, those types of shows really intrigued me. And I was curious to, to learn more about that. And, and in particular, some of the sociological factors that impact crime and, and uh, the people that commit crime. And so uh, I had ventures elsewhere, um, tried business courses, tried kin courses, all that stuff, but I kept coming back to CRIM and that was it, uh, it's what's carried me through um, and what continues to carry me through right now. Great, thank you so much. 
Yeah, for me, um, I definitely jumped around a lot uh, when I first got into SFU. I was originally in the psych department um, for a while. I was thinking about doing math even, um, but I ended up doing crim because I really, really liked forensic science. I was a big science person in high school, um, and SFU offers that. They offer a lot of overlap with the uh, the crim department and the biology and archaeology departments, um, which really was um, sort of what, yeah, what essentially got me to declare my crim major in the end. Um, I think it's a really diverse program and CRIM has a lot of um, options and routes you can take to help people, um, not just the system, but, you know, on an individual level as well through social work, um, the police system, the correction system. Um, so I think that if you really care about those types of things, human rights and all of that, I think it's a really good um, option. Um, similar to Ryan, when I was in high school, I was trying to find something that made me happy and something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And initially, at first, I found it really difficult. Um, I didn't, there was nothing really that spoke to me. It wasn't until I took Law 12 in, in my grade 12 year where I started to feel like something actually mattered to me. Um, at the time, a SFU criminology alum came to my school and she kind of shared her story about studying criminology at SFU and then moving into UBC law. And even to this day, she's somebody that I still look up to and I'm really inspired by her story. Um, and hearing kind of her process really helped me solidify that this was something that I wanted to do as well. Yeah, similar to everyone else, I think um, coming out of high school, there's just so much um, information that you get and you're sort of uh, overwhelmed by all of the options. But I knew um, from the get-go that I always really wanted to help people. Um, and then I started exploring nursing uh, programs, but I just found with speaking with um, practice, practicing nurses that um, the job is very similar day to day. And um, so I was looking for something that would always bring unique opportunities. Um, each case would be different. And so I always sort of focused on my interest in news media crime that is portrayed. So um, I started to apply for criminal justice programs and um, eventually was led into the program. And I'm really happy with it because uh, like I said, every case, every situation is very different. And so you really get to uh, learn lots of new skills and understand different aspects of social dynamics. Uh, thank you all so much uh, for sharing. That was all um, a lot of interesting information there. And I think what all of you talked about kind of leads us uh, very well into uh, the next question we wanted to ask, which is why you chose your specific area of criminology. So some of you talked about um, kind of your uh, background in forensics, policing, law, or even archaeology or psychology. So would any of you like to share what exactly made you decide your specific area? Yeah, for me, um... A lot of the things that initially uh, interested me in criminology were related to, um, say, policing and solving crime and those types of shows. Uh, Criminal Mind, I think, is a good one I, I mentioned before. And and um, and so, you know, that was sort of what steered me toward criminology in the first place. And then at 2020, 21, somewhere around there, uh, all the years go by pretty quick these days, but um, I, I was hired at ECOM under their student uh, program. And so for those unfamiliar, ECOM is, is a provincial police and uh, police dispatch facility uh, here in BC. And, uh, 
and I was fortunate enough to become trained as a police call taker there. So anytime you call 911 and request the police, uh, you'd be talking to individuals like myself and and that sort of cemented uh, my interest in, in continuing to um, go down that sort of policing route um, with respect to criminology. Uh, you know, I can touch on this a bit later um, just to give uh, everybody else the opportunity to chime in, but I never anticipated it, uh, ending up in graduate school. Um, in fact, that was the last thing I, I ever uh, expected to be in, but um, uh, I, I just ended up there miraculously. And, um, and so I've continued to be, uh, you know, interested in researching police uh, in that capacity. So long story short, I've always sort of been interested in policing uh, and, you know, SFU Crim especially has allowed me that opportunity to continue to study that and research that. For me, it was um, the practical experiences that I had within my undergraduate degree, which was a background in criminal a Bachelor of Arts Criminal Justice um, that shaped my research interest today. So um, I was working as a practicum student in the Office of the Chief Medical Examiners. And this is where I really became interested in forensic science um, and learning more about death investigations. So, this opportunity opened my eyes to a lot of aspects, um, working collaboratively with teams, which is a, a massive component of criminal justice practitioner work. And um, so this sort of led me to wanna just keep persisting and learning more about forensic science and how it can be applied in real life criminal investigations. So um, that's where I am today. Yeah, thank you uh, both for sharing. So I know both of you are um, graduate students now with the um, with, at SFU, but I was just wondering for Asia and uh, Charlotte, um, our two undergraduate students, if you've kind of had similar experiences, you know, like maybe getting an opportunity to work in the criminal justice system or something that um, has, want, has led you to want to uh, continue with criminology in the future, um, if either of you would like to share. Yeah, um, definitely. So my background as well is uh, heavily in the forensic sciences is what I'm really passionate about. Um, and the thing for me was sort of figuring out how I can use forensic science to help people um, without necessarily going into a specific field of forensic science, because I am um, a little bit more interested in the, the legal side of the forensic sciences. So I wanted to figure out how I could use that in my, you know, law and crim um, degrees. So one thing that I uh, found out and that I am really passionate about and that my honors thesis is focusing on is wrongful convictions. Um, so one of the one of the best opportunities I've had uh, so far is um, volunteering at the UBC Innocence Project um, and working on 696 applications for wrongful convictions. So um, a 696 application is basically just when you um, you think a wrongful conviction has occurred and you apply to the, the Minister of Justice and explain why um, this person should, you know, have another trial or um, this case should be revisited, et cetera. So um, that's given me a lot of experience. And I've been doing that for about a year now. Um, and that's been one of my favorite things that I've been doing in the field. Yeah, for me, when I initially began my degree in criminology, I had quite an open mind. I knew I had an interest in law, but I also wanted to try other areas. So I took courses in forensics, um, theory, youth, and corrections. And I did enjoy all of those topics, but I always found myself gravitating back towards law. I really loved kind of the logistics of law and the applications of rules to a set of facts. It was very methodological to me and I really enjoyed it. Um, and then particularly one aspect of law I find really interesting is decision-making in the criminal justice system. 
Through analyzing decisions in depth, I learned about wrongful convictions and how human error in the criminal justice system can lead to wrongful convictions. So similar to Charlotte, I'm really interested in researching and working with individuals who have been wrongfully convicted. So moving forward, that is something I want to continue researching and hopefully actually working in appeals in the future. Great, thank you so much, guys. Um, so all of you clearly have a very vast diversity of experiences um, in the criminal justice system and as well just in the field of criminology. Um, so my next question is, how has the knowledge and experiences you have gained from criminology changed your perceptions of the world around you? Um, because I'm sure a lot of you as criminal, uh, us as criminology students and a lot of people listening in on this know that learning about crime can really impact the way that you see the world, see other people. So do you guys have any opinions on this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think going into crim, a lot of people don't really know how diverse and how deep it can go into like our society and stuff. I think it was Ryan that mentioned um, studying, you know, sociology and stuff like that. Um, and it really does open your eyes to how connected everything is. Um, I think you kind of grow up and you're, you're maybe a little bit more isolated. You don't really understand how literally everything causes everything. It's, it's a constant cycle in our, in our world. Um, you know, poverty, homelessness, it's all connected to um, crime and to other, you know, factors that affect people's livelihood. Um, so I think it's really interesting how being in the, the crim department, um, you learn so much more than just criminology, right? Like you're not just learning about criminals and um, forensic science, you are learning about um, human rights and what causes, uh, you know, what causes wrongful convictions, what causes someone to commit crime. And you start to recognize over time that everything is related, you know, biology, sociology, criminology, archaeology. Um, and it's really interesting to see how those topics can sort of fluctuate um, both away and with one another. Yeah, I think most times people think that when we learn about crime and we learn about criminology and reasons people commit crimes, um, we would get this sort of dark perception of the world and, and think about things in a negative light. But for me, um, learning about criminology and working with clients within the system has really opened my eyes to um, like a brighter world, realizing that, you know, we in these positions have lots of privilege and we have the ability to help people who may not have had a life um, as easy as ours or as privileged as ours in, in a sense. Um, and so this really has changed my perspective of people that you see on, on the streets, people that you walk by, um, just to be less judgmental because you really don't know uh, where they're coming from and what sort of background they've had or the childhood that they were raised in. Um, so it's allowed me to be more kind and I think more gentle to to random people that you just don't know. Yeah, I think what kind of both of you talked about is like how all of these different processes, like you said, Charlotte, you know, everything causes everything. And then Taylor, how you talked about, you know, the way that um, maybe the criminology education that we do get and the things that we learn, different perspectives can really kind of open our eyes to um, the issues, um, I guess, around us. So um, would anyone else kind of like to talk about maybe specifically how some of these societal issues that um, are happening, kind of how criminology has helped you uh, understand those? Uh, everybody else so far has, has raised pretty good points, Taylor and Charlotte, but uh, I think where I chime in is this concept of a more high level concept of critical thinking. Um, you know, and perhaps that's that's not exclusive to criminology by any stretch of the imagination, but 
you know, I, I think especially in light of, of a lot of, um, you know, what we can say disinformation, for example, in uh, media outlets, uh, news outlets, you know, more than ever today, people are taking uh, or, or questioning, you know, what is true, like, um, and so I think at the very minimum, you know, criminology for me is, has provided that, uh, and perhaps through more, you know, graduate base work as well and conducting research and all that, the ability to discern, um, you know, different types of information and, and truly establish for yourself um, what is legitimate, you know, what is, what may be true, what may be, uh, um, lack of uh, better terms, uh, BS and, and to sort of, um, you know, steer your way of the world uh, from around there. I was actually going to say something quite similar to Ryan. I think um, above everything else, my degree in criminology has allowed me to look at things with a critical lens. Growing up, I think a lot of people were kind of given the misconception that only criminals go to jail and that the criminal justice system is a place for, air quotes, bad people. Um, but I believe through my degree, I've learned that this is really not the case. Um, and wrongful convictions are just one way to illustrate that um, people who come into contact with the justice system are not necessarily bad people or even people who have done bad things. The criminal justice system disproportionately affects marginalized communities and we can continue to see that um, at every level. So I think it's allowed me to look at the criminal justice system through a new lens. Great, thank you so much. So all of you have mentioned um, like all of these things that you have learned throughout um, your degrees and your professional careers and your jobs and all the experience that you guys have had in the system. Um, so what is the most important thing that you guys have learned during your criminology education that has been memorable or that has impacted you and your career choice? Um, but all of you have mentioned that you are clearly all quite educated in the field of criminology. So do you have any memorable thing that you have learned? Well, um, where do we go with this? This is going to be an unpopular opinion, but uh, I think my biggest, uh, the biggest thing I learned um, is uh, research methods and, uh, you know, the quants and the quals and, and all those um, classes that everybody goes through their undergrad dreading and, and uh, that everybody quite frankly despises. And, and as part of a teaching team for that course this semester, I hear all about it right now. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, there's so much, um, I mean, research is everywhere for one. It's applicable to almost every job you go in some capacity or another. And, and it's, uh, you know, as, as one, one anecdote, it, it, uh, it's led to a opportunity for me at my uh, place of employment to not be on the phones anymore answering 911 calls and, and talking to the public, but instead to look at these more um, in-depth uh, business related and uh, data-driven type uh, instances um, from the back end here, um, you know, uh, conducting data analyses and all that. So um, my takeaway is that uh, research is very important. And uh, for those listening, I, I highly recommend to uh, give it your all in those courses. Um, not a biased opinion whatsoever, but. Yeah, I think you bring up an interesting point because I think all of you here, you know, are either graduate students or um, honors or wanting to go perhaps into graduate school. Um, and so obviously all of you like research enough to kind of continue with it going forward. But I think um, it's important to kind of highlight that um, 
even within the criminal justice system, you know, or any job that you take, those skills that you learn in those uh, research methods classes can really be helpful. Um, and they're not just going to impact you uh, going forward, you know, just for graduate school. It's not the only purpose that they have. So I think that's very important to bring up. Um, does anyone else have any other kind of like profound or impactful um, experience or thing that they've learned? Um, yeah, I think for me, it might not necessarily be a lesson, but I think it's the people I've surrounded myself with. Um, that I just find are so amazing and honestly like working in the uh, forensic entomology lab has been life-changing for me I've met so many like-minded people and I think that that's really important um, you know when you find what you're passionate about um, for me it was criminology still is um, but like when you find that you're going to surround yourself with like-minded people people that also have the same passions as you and I think that's really important and I think that it it helps your own mental health and it helps you know you become a better person as well um so i think that the experiences and people that i've surrounded myself with have all been just extremely memorable and amazing yeah i'm gonna take a bit of a roundabout approach to this question but i promise i will get to the actual question at one point um but when i initially started my degree i think i had too narrow of a mindset um, when I began, I wanted to go to law school and that was the only thing I was interested in. I didn't even really consider anything else, um, which I think closed me off to a lot of opportunities. So one thing I've learned in criminology is that the field is so diverse and that there are so many opportunities within criminology aside from policing, forensics and corrections and law. There's so much more you can do. Um, so at times, I wish I would have just explored those options a little bit more and saw what, what else is out there. So my advice to anyone else who is listening and beginning criminology is to try the different avenues because you never know what may be interesting to you. Great. So just to pick up on that. So I think a very important thing that you did talk about is how diverse criminology really is. There are so many fields that I'm sure we can't even think of all of them. Um, and as you mentioned, Ryan, too, how Criminal Minds and all these shows really get a lot of people into it. Um, so my question would be, why would you recommend criminology to others? Because there are clearly all these criminal minds and there's a diversity of it. But I'm sure all of you have very valuable experiences of why you would recommend criminology to anyone out there listening who is considering it. Well, like you said, it is very diverse. So I think that that's honestly the answer. Like that's why I would recommend it because it is so diverse. Like when you choose a criminology degree, you're not choosing a criminology degree. You're choosing biology, you know, forensics, um, research methods as Ryan touched on, sociology, psychology. There's so much more to it. Um, and you do have to take a lot of those exploratory sort of courses in your, in your first few years. Um, and you might find that you really like the psych angle and you wanna do a psych minor, double major or whatever, right? I think that you just have so many options with CRIM and there's just, really like no way that you can close a door um, with CRIM. I feel like you just have so many ways that you can go. You can always add on a certificate or a minor if you find um, a type of specialized part of criminology you're interested in. Um, so that's why I would recommend it. I think it really is um, flexible and diverse. Um, it's also just really interesting, like all aspects of it. I haven't ever really taken a CRIM course, even the research methods ones, like Ryan said, um, even parts of those I really enjoyed. So I just can't say that I have ever not enjoyed a crim class. Um, and I hope a lot of people, you know, choose crim for that reason as well. Yeah, I think, I think just going off of what Charlotte said, you, you have so many options um, in terms of careers, like you don't have to, you can have specific research interests, um, but you're, 
your opportunities for jobs are so vast. Um, there's so many experiences. So um, I think you can really take on multiple interests and um, pursue all of those avenues and hopefully in some sense give back to uh, the communities that you're interested in either researching in or working within. Okay, thank you um, all very much for sh sharing. So I think uh, Taylor, you kind of talked about, um, you know, how you can like give back. And I know that um, Ryan, you have also had experiences um, with e-com and uh, working in that capacity and um, Aisha and, um, and Charlotte, you've had, you know, uh, volunteering experience also with wrongful convictions. So you've all kind of worked within the criminal justice system and you also study criminology. So I was just wondering if, um, there is like one specific memorable experience or just in general, um, why you enjoy working in the criminal justice system and what you would like to share with others maybe now about the criminal justice system rather than just criminology itself. I think for me, um, the most memorable experience was working in a halfway house with um, federally incarcerated inmates who are, are now being released back into the community. This, this demonstrated so many things to me, um, not only about the criminal justice system, but also about communities and um, how we can all collectively provide resources and help for people who um, have had disadvantaged lives prior. Um, it really highlighted so many things about um, characteristics and, and that, you know, we can read a textbook about um, characteristics of a certain type of offender or have a theory about why they do things, but there's um, some deep history for, for many of them. And oftentimes prior to working there, I would read the news and think, oh, that person's awful and they've done something heinous and they have no regard for, for any other person. But there's so many factors piled up um, in, in many cases and, and not always, but um, there's so many factors that contribute to, to why they do these things. And I think it gave me the human aspect, um, viewing them as humans and not just as a label that they're this horrible individual who has um, done something awful. So I'm super grateful to have had that experience and to now have that perspective because I think it um, it needs to be talked about more and they need to be looked at in, in a different light so we can actually help them and also help the community to sort of bridge this gap that that always exists. Yeah, I think you uh, raise a lot of good points, Taylor. And, and in my experience as a, well, I guess we can use my experience as a call taker at ECOM. I think one of the, the biggest takeaways um, and sort of my most, I guess, memorable experiences, if you will, is just just being in the know. Um, there's there's so much information, getting back to that topic of, of information, dissemination of information, that um, so much stuff that doesn't come to light that people never find out about. All, all the all the happenings behind the scenes of, you know, so in my context, something like a like a police file or a police incident. You you see the headlines, right? You see the the police incident on the bridge, but if you don't know what that actually means, you would you would never for once, you know, think that more often than not, it refers to a jumper or, you know, a person in distress or, um, and, and that's a quite a grim example, um, but it, it's those sorts of, of things that made uh, being in that job, uh, you know, really worth it for me to, to know what's really going on, um, as, as well as the coworkers. Uh, you know, and shout out to everybody at Ecom there. They're, they're still there. Um, you know, some of my best uh, my best memories um, 
or with uh, or with the people and your colleagues, and and perhaps that's not really any different uh, in any other job. But you know, your your colleagues really make uh, really make your experience uh, with that particular job too, especially because it can be um, some super uh, distressful times that you're dealing with. Um, so yeah. Um, I would say my most memorable um, moment working um, at the UBC Innocence Project was um, when I got a letter from uh, one of the wrongfully convicted individuals that um, whose case we were working on. Um, I just got a copy sent to me from one of the head lawyers. Um, and this person who's been incarcerated for, you know, over a decade wrongfully is um, using her time to write these letters to us to explain, you know, why, what should go into her 696 application and so on. And just, you know, reading her her handwritten letter of her, you know, just pouring her heart out and also just being so calm and collected. Um, she was writing about, you know, this is, this is what happened. This is what's wrong. This is why they should reopen my case. Um, but she was, it's just so personal when it comes to that, you know, like I've read toxicology reports, uh, court transcripts, memos on memos on memos, but um, actually reading this piece of paper from, from the person um, who you're trying to, um, you know, have released. Um, I think that was probably the most memorable moment for me so far. So for me, mine wasn't working with the criminal justice system directly, but it's more of a volunteer kind of experience. Um, in one of my classes that Charlotte was actually in, um, we had the opportunity to meet wrongfully convicted individuals and hear the stories of the injustices that they incurred. Um, and one exoneree expressed that a wrongful conviction is like a life sentence. And that statement really kind of affected me after and I thought about it for a while because I think in criminology we talk about labeling theory and stigmatization that offenders face but I never thought about the stigmatization that individuals who are wrongfully convicted face when they are transitioning back into the community. Um, so this kind of inspired me and Charlotte and our other peers to create an organization to teach high school students about wrongful convictions. Um, because it is a topic that's so misunderstood that people in the community don't understand what it means to even be wrongfully convicted. Um, so I had the opportunity to teach high school students about wrongful convictions. And after one of the classes, I had a student email me and just tell me how important that lecture was to her to learn about wrongfully convicted individuals and their stories because she'd never had the opportunity to learn about these injustices before. So just hearing that like the work that we are doing is affecting students and hopefully kind of changing society's perceptions of exonerees moving forward was really special to me. Great, thank you so much for these thoughtful responses. That really gives people a lot to think about. Um, so I'm just gonna jump off what all of you said um, because this points out that there possibly could be some limitations in the criminal justice system and some issues with it. So all of you are very clearly knowledgeable and experienced with this. So what do you guys think are some of the limitations of the criminal justice system? And how do you guys think that they could be addressed? Um, I think that the number one limitation of the justice system is the fact that it's ran by people um, and people make mistakes. That's just who we are. It's not necessarily anyone's fault, but um, that's the like kind of harsh reality that I've been exposed to. Um, you know, all of these things, um, false confessions, um, faulty forensic science, poor um, expert testimony, 
it all you know goes back down to people um as asia was talking about decision making that's a major major thing um so i think that that's that's the number one limitation in my opinion of our justice system and in terms of remedies i mean I'm a strong advocate for education. I think that everyone should have, you know, rigorous education, no matter, you know, what they're going into, what field they're going into, um, especially if you're working hands-on with people. So like, you know, police officers, parole officers, et cetera. Um, but I don't, you know, everyone, we can hope for a, a perfect system, but as long as it's run by people, um, there always are gonna be some limitations. So I think that, you know, policy is gonna have to change. Um, people are gonna have to change in the way that we approach things. Um, and I think that, just encouraging education in all aspects um, of the criminal justice system um, is will be helpful um, for sure. I think that also, um, if you enter the criminal justice system, you should should see yourself as a lifetime, like lifelong learner. I guess um, you know you just have to be open to always, you know, accepting the fact that you might be wrong, um, because that is someone's life, you know, on the line if you are wrong. So I think that that's really important. Um, and yeah, education is definitely a big one. Um, I'm interested to see what other remedies you guys have um, think uh, coming up with, but um, but yeah, that's the biggest one for me. And uh, there's been a fair bit of discussion about uh, wrongful convictions and and this um, miscarriage of justice, I guess. And uh, what I'm going with this is is not necessarily for those that are on the verge of entering the system or re-entering the system, but from my own practitioner experience. Um, you know, accounting for the fact that um, something like eyewitness testimony is is super fallible. Um, let's see where I'm tying the, the bridges together here. Uh, when we get to a system like 911 and you're getting a, a suspect description, um, you know, a lot of times they're super vague. And even if they are uh, very descriptive, um, as I just mentioned, eyewitness testimony is, is super fallible. So here's a, here's a typical suspect description in order, okay? White male, 25, six foot, medium build, short brown hair, gray shirt, on and on and on and on. I just described, you know, 5,000 people in a uh, whatever radius in, in the city of Vancouver, right? I could have just described myself if I wanted to. Um, I'm 6'3", by the way, so a little bit taller than that. But the point is, you know, we enter a system or we, we go to work for a system that we perhaps readily acknowledge um, has challenges or limitations or, or issues, um, you know, and the real question is, what do we do about it? You know, I think in many instances, we all, we all go to our jobs or we all go to our studies or, or whatever facet of the justice system or in my case uh, as a first responder and we just do our best you know it's, it's never going to be perfect like charlotte uh, stated but we uh we go and do our best yeah so i think uh you both uh, brought up interesting points um i myself have a little bit of experience uh working in the criminal justice system as well and i think um kind of what both of you said you know it's uh, it's run by people for people and so i think uh mistakes can be made kind of on either end and we just kind of have to uh try to work together um to kind of remedy those together um and we are, are running kind of close to our time now so i'll just kind of go ahead and ask the last question and this time ties in uh specifically kind of a little bit to what charlotte was saying about you know um making sure that people are educated if they're going to work for the system so our last question uh would be how do you think criminology education itself then can be improved. You all kind of talked about how you've had amazing experiences with it, but what do you think could still be improved? 
I think the biggest area of improvement is just ensuring that what we're learning in education is actually representative of the populations and the experiences of the people who are within the system. Um, specifically, when we look at theories um, that we're learning in education, a lot of them are shaped by a westernized perspective created by a white uh, male. And so this is often not reflective of most of the population who is incarcerated or who is in whatever service that we're sort of dealing with. Um, so making sure that we are modernizing the education and it, like actually um, creating a place where students can learn how to apply this knowledge into the real world. Because I noticed that often the gap is, is that students um, will learn the theory, but then it's very difficult to think about how it could be applied in real life because it's, it's a bit far from, from what we're actually experiencing within the system. I entirely um, agree with you, Taylor. I think that the number one thing um, that really needs to be drilled into people's minds is that it is a colonial system. Um, it wasn't meant to be here. It was forcefully placed here. Um, and the people that are disproportionately affected by it um, are the ones that did not want it. Um, it's not you know, common to them. They had their own systems long before um, settlers arrived here. So I think that um, decolonizing yourself is really important. I strongly recommend you take as many First Nation studies, or I think they're called Indigenous studies now, um, courses that you can. Um, I took a couple in my first, first few years and they were honestly life-changing. It really is like stepping into a whole other world. Um, and I think that it's really important that you bring those, those thoughts and values with you. Um, speak to Indigenous peoples working in the justice system, um, Indigenous peoples that have been incarcerated, and just reflect on how their experiences are so different um, from people with white privilege. Um, but I really think that increasing the amount of Indigenous ideologies and Indigenous peoples represented um, in criminology um, education as a whole um, is really, really important and hopefully will be increasing in the future. Just building off what Charlotte said there, I completely agree and echo everything that she has said so far. Um, I think one of the biggest issues with the criminal justice system being a human enterprise is, like Charlotte said before as well, um, humans making decisions and people who are making decisions do have implicit biases that affect the people who come before them. In Canada and systems alike, we know that majority of people working in the criminal justice system are predominantly white peoples and the people who are coming before those in the criminal justice system come from marginalized communities often. So the people who are coming before those in the criminal justice system are not being reflected. For example, in juries, um, an indigenous offender may have a jury of their peers in air quotes who are all white people who cannot understand the intergenerational trauma that indigenous peoples in Canada have faced. So it's hard to say that these people can truly understand what it is like to be in their position. So to echo what everyone has said, I think individual level education is so important to recognize these implicit biases that we all have. All right, so that's all the time we have for today. Thank you everyone for tuning into our podcast. We hope you learned something new today. Feel free to leave any comments or suggestions because we would love to hear your feedback from you as this is our very first episode. Uh, feel free to check out the Criminology Student Association on Instagram, which is the at sfu.csa. We'll also have a transcript below for those of you to read this conversation we just had. And we would like to thank our very special guests for coming and speaking with us today and sharing their experiences and knowledge about criminology and the criminal justice system. 
So thank you once again, everyone, for listening. Look out for more Inside the System content to come, and we will see you next time.